Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Soccer Radius Show. I'm your host, Chanin. And today, I've invited Alex Lidochenkov. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. It's a, it's a pleasure and an honor to be on the show. Yeah, you want to briefly introduce yourself? Sure. I'm, uh, I'm Alex. Uh, I'm a senior here at NMH. Do a variety of things on campus. Most notably, I'm a freshman RL in C1 London dormitory. Shout out to all the C1 <laughs> lads. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, it's more specifically in the on the why I'm here. I've been a lifelong soccer fan. Had a pleasure to watch soccer and play soccer most of my life, um, and uh, even got to talk to some professional players, especially recently in the in the light of you know. Really? That were taking place, yep. Really? Who did you talk to? Uh, I talked to a few professional players who play for U18 um, teams um, in, in Russia, specifically Spartak oh. and uh, Zenit St. Petersburg. Wait, how did you get that opportunity? Well, they're, they're, I have mutual friends, mutual connections. Oh, to them. That, is, that is a great experience, I bet. And what's your favorite team? Oh, man. I used to be a... A big Chelsea fan back in the day, but that yeah. was way back. That was like early, early Abramovich days. Uh, oh yeah, after. like Mourinho. Yeah, yeah. After they won the Champions League, I don't, uh, I don't have a favorite team per se. Uh-huh. I I watch a few teams closely, but yeah. Okay, okay, that's great. All right, that's great. And Chelsea is gonna be part of our story today. And let's just jump straight in. Super League, European Super League. It happened on, um, so today is April 28th, and this story happened like two weeks ago or three weeks ago. It was like a big story. You know, everyone was crazy about it. Everyone's talking about it. Every soccer fan around the globe is talking about it. So let's let's just like briefly go through the background of how this happened. So on Sunday, April 13th at 1.01 p.m., you know, there's an announcement saying that there will, the 12 clubs will break away from UEFA and FIFA and start their own league. So, do you, do you know the 12 clubs? Do you want oh, man. Uh, well, let's see. I'll, yeah, I'll, so how I, about I start off and, and you jump Yeah, okay, that would be cool. Stumble, I forget. So, Chelsea, uh, okay. of course, Liverpool. Uh, I'll jump around the leagues if that's okay. Uh, PSG, Barcelona, Real Madrid, uh, Man City, Man U, uh, Bayern. Uh, was Dortmund? Dortmund was part of it. No, Bayern and Dortmund wasn't. They were. They had. They ha- had. They like rejected the plan. PSG too. Wait. Yeah. They Actually, were originally. They were originally in the plan because it was. 15. They were. Yeah. There were fifteen. Oh, that's my bad. Yeah, I have to clarify this. Yes, there were fifteen clubs in the plan, but then PSG, Bayern, Dortmund rejected straight straight out of the way, and then like there were, there are six Premier League clubs. You got Liverpool, Manchester City, Manchester United, Arsenal, Tottenham, and Chelsea. And then you have three Spanish clubs. You have Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Atletico. And you have three clubs from Italy. You have Juventus, Inter Milan, and AC Milan. That's 12. That officially announced you know, that day. They all announced that they will join this European Super League. And then after that, the whole soccer world went crazy. You have 
all kind of news sources talking about this because this is big. And, like, the main reason is, like, a few days later, UEFA made a statement that if players don't, if the teams are going to break out, they'll be banned from UEFA. They'll be banned from their domestic leagues. The players will be banned from like international ch- club, uh, international competitions. And this is a big deal. So, you know, everyone was talking about it and, and we w- wanted to, you know, it, it's just like a big deal. So, you know, let's, let's just get into it. So what are, some of your opinions towards this European Super League. Oh man, where where do I begin? <laughs> <laughs> well, like you said, it's not. I would add that it's not just a big deal, right? It's a. It's pretty much unprecedented. Even though, even though UEFA and FIFA also are not, you know, the cleanest organizations. But mm. Super League not only was the idea to create a, a separate league. It was also that then. Um, so, like you said, initially three clubs rejected it right away which is interesting right uh what was their thinking process right uh but then the 12 clubs when the uefa made the statement uh that they won't that that, that they will essentially be banned from their from their leagues which is huge again right it never happened before um they a lot of them right and as we speak some of them are still hesitant to leave the super league which is, you know, very, very interesting. It's fascinating. Never before, you know, do we have the situation in the soccer world where um, clubs from their countries <laughs> won't be able to play. Yeah, exactly. To play, you know, in front of their home crowds, right? Yeah. I mean, football started out as, as a domestic competition, essentially. Right? Exactly. And then it gradually developed to Europe. And, like, these clubs, they all have, like, hundreds of years of history, like Manchester United, Liverpool, Arsenal, you know. They have this long history of Premier League, of you know their domestic titles like Carabao Cup, FA Cup, all those cups. And then suddenly you have this Super League that comes up. They, they decide to join and they'll be forever banned from their domestic league. So it's like, you know, it's right. just, yeah. Isn't it fascinating? It's not like it's it's a revolution, not an evolution, right? For yeah. Them. It's like, again, they're, they're essentially abandoning their roots. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. It, it, they, um, Perez, like the president, um, he's the president of Real Madrid. Uh, he he stated that that this is gonna be you know evolution. This is gonna be modern football. This is modern age. We have to change things to so that we can catch up with the digital era. You know, there there was an interview that he did. He talked about like how modern football, you know, not a lot of people watch football because the game is slow paced because, you know, there are a lot of like non-exciting teams like playing against each other or something like that. So he wants like a the Super League with like, you know, all the biggest teams, you know, every game is like important. Everyone will watch, but this is like, you know, I, I don't know. That's, that's what he was thinking. But for, from me, I feel like this wouldn't make it exciting. This would only make it worse because the, the thing, the thing that makes those big games special is that it only happens like a few times, you know, once, once or twice, like, in a long time, for example, you have Real Madrid against 
Manchester United, for example, that that happens like you know once in like five years or something. That's what makes that game special. You don't see that happen often, but if you see this like every week, you'll be like, oh, Real Madrid against uh, PSG. I already saw this last weekend. Why why should I watch this this weekend? You know, it's like excessive dopamine. You you, you don't you don't like you don't enjoy these big games anymore. It will just make it only make it worse. Oh yeah, yeah, great, great comparison with the dopamine there. <laughs> as a as a neuroscience major, I greatly appreciate that. Uh, you know, with Paris, he always he was always obsessed with this idea of like something, something pure, and and his idea of pure is something is like, you know, a bunch of um, excellent excellent clubs, or even in Real Madrid, he had this idea of Galacticos, right? Where it's like virtually the best players in every position, right? And, you know, fans in Real Madrid saw it as a virtue. Of course, you, you want your club to win, right? Of course, you want, you know, to have stars stars at every position. But when it comes to teams, many fans will agree with your position, mm-hmm. right? Not only, and again, not only is it boring to watch. It yeah. goes radically against the idea of what football is. You know, there's um, uh, this photo circulating the internet after, after the Super League was announced, uh, that essentially went viral on the web, where it's like a one of the stadiums. There's a giant poster, um, football rip, 18, 1869, 2021. Yeah, created created by the poor, stolen by the rich. Yeah, right. Exactly, and, yeah. and I think it's interesting to think, um, you know, if we talk specifically about Paris, the timing of the event. Mm-hmm. Right. Why well, is he coming now and saying, "Well, the fo- the you know the football is boring to watch," mm-hmm. right? Has you know has the game changed that much, or is it that in the light of the pa- pandemic, right, COVID events, mm-hmm. he's he won't be able to profit as much of the exactly. game as he used to, right? Yeah, yeah. The like um, Gary Neville, he gave some um, a lot of like speeches about or like. He just talked a lot about this topic right after the event happened in Sky Sports, and he had his own podcast thing, and he just talked about it. He, he used some strong words like it's super greed. It's like, you know, teams like it's just caring about money. Like 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 what you said, you know, they, they just don't have revenues. And they with this Super League, they're just like they're thinking, you know, we'll have this huge revenue uh, thing but that would just like ruin football because you know you're no one like domestic league will be much more much boring and then like just the the, the modern system will collapse and then you'll only have this super league left and like all those clubs all those like other teams they're just like ruined you know so it's like the founding the, the founding principles of soccer is like you have different cities with different clubs and those kind of things competing against each other. But now you just have all those, all those clubs still eventually you have this, if you have the super league, all those clubs will die off and you only have like 20 teams lasting, you know, in Europe. And that's not what we want. That's, that's from, from a player perspective, from, uh, from like mutual friends or like uh, mutual fans are like just non, Super League fans, everyone would be pissed about this because football will collapse into these teams, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it's it's funny that um, Super League was marketed, marketed initially as this idea that, like, you know, it's a, it's a diverse competition, right? But they're essentially, what you were, what you were saying, they're ruining the diversity in football. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I would argue, you know, whether those 20 clubs would even survive because even for a second, right, if we think of this as a purely, purely as a business idea, right, let's envision ourselves like, you know, directors or um, – managers of those elite clubs right in this pandemic situation even even the giants are struggling right like you know barcelona reported like a um i think 30 percent drop in revenue right from 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 games and overall overall income for the club which is devastating right which is a huge blow um both to the fans and to the to the management but here's another thing um let's say you know super league takes place what will happen? What what? How the relationship between the Super League clubs will develop, uh, and uh, Super League clubs and other clubs will develop. So we say Liverpool, right? That part of the Super League. Mm-hmm. Liverpool are notorious for uh, for taking a lot of good players for Southampton and developing them. Right? Van Dijk comes to mind right away. Mane. Oh, Mane. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, so many. Um, what you know? And Southampton will have nothing. Will want nothing to do with Liverpool. Well, if they leave the league, right? And it's going to be, you know, we might face this terrible situation where the clubs that are, that are absolutely stacked right now, like Liverpool with great players, will run out of them, mm, right? That's, let's, that's let, a good let's point. Let's look five, five years ahead. Where, where will the new players come from? Clubs that, clubs such as Southampton will have nothing, will want nothing to do with Liverpool, right? Yeah. Or if they do, how will fans react to that? Again, I think in this whole the overarching theme of Super League, and I think we'll touch on that later uh, in the related topic, is that fans is what makes football football. Exactly. Right? And there are fans, there are fans, like there are a lot of fans of these, so, so to say, big clubs, but there are also a lot of fans of those non big clubs. Like, for example, you know, Leeds United, there's a lot of fans. Leeds United and with with their history, but but then you you just take them out. You know, you you have oh, now oh, the the only league that people watch is the Super League. You know, Leeds will die off. You know, and those fans they'll yeah they'll 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 change. They'll they'll you know start to support like other teams. And, but then what makes football fun is that you have these rivalries. If everyone's like supporting the same team, it's not fun, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's just like, you know, Super League, there's no relegation. Yeah. And with no relegation, y- y- you have, it's the original, original idea is like to keep these big names in there, but then you, how would you have like a story of like an underdog you know we love underdogs like for example 2018 ajax right that team was or two yeah i think it's 2018 that was it is 2018 yeah no yeah. absolutely and then absolutely. taught him that year too right yeah went to the finals for the first first time but i mean Tottenham is in the super league but ajax isn't and you have atlanta last year you had um What's a a Leon, right? Again, yeah, those clubs will not be able to, you know, pull pull off what they what they pulled off, right? Exactly. But it's also this idea that, um, coming coming finishing my earlier point, right? The uh, 
so let's say like Leeds United, right? Mm. Can you imagine how Leeds fans will react? If so, we'll let's let's imagine right a scenario, right? Super League is taking place mm-hmm. with no relegation. Uh, I'll touch on that later. Uh, and there are domestic championships taking place. Liverpool needs new new people, new mi- new new people in their attacking midfield position. They go to Leeds. Leeds has two options. Either they'll mm. refuse, right, to give them any players, in which case the fans fans of Leeds will be happy, or they can, you know... Sell them ro- for big ro- money. Ro- yeah, sell them for huge money, right? And then, can you imagine, like, fans, Leeds fans will eat them alive. Oh, you're supporting this Super League team, right? Again, like, think about this. from Even yeah. from a purely pragmatic perspective, right, of, okay, let's say, you know, let's, let's paint... Super League is something virtuous for a second. Sure, let's say it's a great way for the po- football to evolve and recover uh, since, you know, since since COVID pandemic was so devastating to the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we say, well, wh- how will transfers work? Yeah. Will, will players just circulate around in those yeah, clubs? Yeah. Oh, my God, that's going to be yeah, exactly. horrible. That's true. That's true. You know, I, I just thought about, like, those just, like, leagues, you know, in those leagues – players like they're not only in those six teams and that's ridiculous to think like uh, there are only only good players in the those six teams in premier league for example you have for example jack grealish amazing player he has like the highest expected assist rate you have Oli watkins who who scored a hat-trick against liverpool you have you have West Brom a few weeks ago beating Chelsea 5-2, you know. And you have, and look at Arsenal this season. They're like 10th. Like, how can you say they are top six? And you have Leicester City, who has, like, been in top four for literally the entire season. Iheanacho recently, like, on fire, 14 games, 14 goals. You know, all these players, like, just, like, a suddenly exclude them and say oh you're not good enough no that's not true they 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 win they're they're even better like in some perspective yeah, yeah. You know? and again and shifting and shifting from this great po- point about players let's talk about clubs can you imagine back in 2016 16 beginning of the season if somebody came up to you and said leicester city will be will be prem champions this year yeah. I would have laughed in their face. Yeah, man. exactly. <laughs> what are you like, talking about? The, the, the probability was 5,001. Yeah, yeah, no. No again, one believed them. They're, they're almost relegated last season. This is not, again, this is not, again, where, like, you know, people who support Super League, I think, and I'm very biased in that aspect, as you, can, as you probably could tell already, uh, but they're missing the point. Football is not about Bayern playing Man U. It is, right? Partially. But it's also about Leicester City. Winning the freaking Premier League championship, championship for the first medals, time right? in like for the first time, time in yeah in a long time, right? Fine, let's look fifteen years back. Chelsea wasn't on the map. Manchester right? City wasn't on the Manchester map. Manchester City, Liverpool were doing uh, okay. Liverpool, Liverpool has they were the past history, their prime. Like, they were past their prime. Yeah, but again, caught them like, too. You know. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like again where like I think this is the attempt to. And very understandably so, right? If we mm-hmm. talk, you know, uh, psychologically, I think this is the attempt from the from the directors from Paris specifically to control things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, not even to find safety, right? In this idea of um, essentially, Super League is like a huge comfort zone for Paris, 
and for mm. for for the likes of Paris, right? Mm. Because um, again, you cannot control football. Change will occur naturally, mm-hmm. uh, or uh, change will occur forcefully. But no, no such radical change will ever bring good to the game, mm-hmm. right? Because again, this is all a giant attempt to control something that cannot be controlled, right? You cannot, you cannot tell. You can st- uh, statistically estimate, right? Mm-hmm. Who will win? Who will win the championship? Who will? Well, win mm-hmm. Champions League, mm-hmm. but football, yeah, is precisely the, is precisely the opposite. It's about defying the odds. Exactly, the unpre- unpredictability is what makes this game special. If you if you win all the time, it's boring. You know, it, it is like Premier League this season. It's fun because the good teams are losing. You know, like Manchester City had a terrible start. But then they came back, and now they're, like, ahead. And now they're, you know, tripping a little, this and that. But then but then they're, they're still probably going to win the league. But then you, the, what makes this game fun is that you will have these teams that you think they'll lose, but they, they, they say, hey, no, that's not true. I'll win, you know. And you look at history winners, like, it's not always the same team, you know. You, you, Liverpool last year looked so undefeated, you know. They they look like they they're gonna win this this year, like no matter what. But they're like out of the Europa spot right now because that's the point of football. You, you don't know tomorrow. You know Van Dyke may be injured, and then you, your defense might collapse. You know, yeah, yeah. His his partner Matt Matip is like also out, so you, you never know in football. You that's know. yeah. That's what makes football special. Like those. Last minute comebacks, you know those like, those like insane games, like high scoring games, like that's that's what makes the game special. But if you take take it into just like just those teams, you know, it narrows the possibility. You don't have that possibility anymore. You can't see West Brom beat Chelsea five two. You know, I was so hyped when when they did that. I was like watching highlights, you know, over and over again. Uh, you know, these these moments are like. Special, yeah, no, for sure. And even you know, if even if we break away from Premier League, right? You know, there's this argument that's been made before Super League, and will be will be people will talk about that after. This idea that you know, uh, French League League One uh, is notably dubbed Farmers League, right? Um, and there's this, this idea that, for example, Man Man City, right? Um, two seasons ago and three seasons ago incredibly dominating team in the Premier League. PSG, not this season, but previous seasons, incredibly dominating. Juve, not this season, but previous, like, nine nine championships in a row, right? And there's this argument being made, mm-hmm. which which can be, which can be uh, tied to somewhat support uh, the idea of Super League, right? That, um, you know, there are you know, there are a couple good teams like the big, the big six in Prem, right? You know, like you know, three two good team, three or two good Spains in, in uh, teams in Spain, right? But it, it, it's already boring to watch because unless those teams are playing, right? Uh, there are the, for example, Spain, right? The clubs don't have as rich of a history outside the top three as as English clubs do, for mm-hmm. example, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that becomes boring to watch. Mm-hmm. But then again. What happens when we take those clubs out? We go from 
from what we have, we're not progressing. We're regressing. Mm-hmm. We're going to worse, to something even worse, right? Where we don't have those clubs. And the best, the best thing that will happen is that new clubs emerge. Exactly. That's, new dominating yeah. clubs emerge. But that will probably not happen. And even if it does, it will take time. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like Leicester City, they, they are becoming an established club, I feel like. You know, they're, they, they are just coming up right now. And they're, they're like... Right, good. right. But it's also like, you know, we have to ask ourselves, are Leicester City as good as... Uh, will be as a dominating force in Man City? Maybe not, but are there... Yeah, maybe in a few years. Maybe in a few we years never, it will be. Never but are there, are there five other clubs that will, be t- will, be, will take the spot? Right, it's like, again, right? We're taking something out of an existing system. Something must replace it, right? But how good will those new clubs be replacing at, uh, at the uh, will be good at replacing the top six, right? Uh, the old yeah, top six, right? Exactly. It's like we're trying, or or maybe the argument is that you know, no, 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 those clubs will not replace them. The competition will be better, right? The competition will be even because we take the really good guys out of the competition. But no, that's not the point. Again, it's like we're thinking the idea of Super League, right, is very idealist, idealistic. In a sense that you know we'll take we'll take the strong guys, and we'll it's like you know it's like this idea of justice, mm. right? Or it, at least it can be framed as such. We take the really really strong guys, then fair guys, like the oil magnet teams, right? The teams who buy everybody, like it's like buying, right? Notably, right, buying everybody. They recently, right, the new ma- they recently took uh, the manager of Leipzig, right, and their and their center back, which is hilarious, right? Mm. Um, or oh, not. Yeah, up in Meccano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, you, you know, it's it's funny. The uh, people said that they're robbing other teams, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can say it's also good business, but uh, nonetheless, the point is that you know we take those really, really good guys who are clearly a lot, a lot better than everybody else, mm-hmm. and we put them in their competition in the league of their own, mm-hmm. and both leagues become better, and we profit more from this league and from and from the new league. In reality. This in both cases, this will be a disaster, in my opinion. Yeah, um, because you know, you because ha- the thing is, you know, the the thing that a lot of people missed out is soccer is not like just just a game where you like snap your finger and say, "Oh, go!" And every match there there will be the best players playing the their best games. No, there's a thing called stamina. There's a thing called injury. You know, if you play like the best teams, the most intensive teams, like every Week in, week out, players will, 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 will they'll be tired. They'll, 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 you know, they'll, yeah, they'll run out of energy. And, and again, I think, I think we see that happening. Uh, and you actually, you're actually gearing us towards a. Well, that's a good segue into another short argument that I wanted to make. We see in Premier League, right? Last year, uh, if you recall, Liverpool were playing the club club world World Cup final, mm-hmm. and they had this game scheduled in Emirates. But they also had a game against, um, I, I I believe it was Aston Villa. So they had to play the youth team, and they lost five nothing to Aston Villa. Right? Oh Last yeah, year, right. Which is like again, uh, this this is like we're we're approaching this um, second big argument that I wanted to bring to the table today. This idea of corrupt officials outside the Super League and FIFA and UEFA as well, and this idea that the people behind Super League are not that different, if if at all different than the people in charge of FIFA and UEFA. Because again, why did this situation happen with Liverpool? Because the because the uh, the greedy officials 
want to make the most money. Exactly. That's why they make teams play on Boxing Day, right? And players are exhausted, man. That's why we see more injuries in modern football than we did exactly. even, even 10 years ago, right? Exactly. All those clubs, all those competitions, they're, they're fun. Don't get me wrong. But for, we also, again, right? And I feel like the main players are this. You know, there's I think there's this false dichotomy uh, of fans versus the officials. But we're also forgetting about the players. Mm-hmm. What happens to the players? Mm-hmm. What happens to the players in Super League, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they can't play in all other competitions. Again, because they're playing. Why? Why? Because they're playing against best defenses in the world if you're an attacking player or against the best strikers on their world, right? That's exhausting, mm-hmm. right? Imagine players having as many games, but they don't get a reprieve. Imagine Liverpool plays, you know, plays Bayern and Dortmund, and then they play, I don't know, Juventus and like you name it, Milan, right? Mm-hmm. Right? As comparison to them playing City, uh, West Brom, uh, West Ham, and uh, um, I don't know, Wolves, for example, mm-hmm. right? Again, that's why, that's why um, in, in a sense, we can, we, we can predict what happens, but in a sense, it becomes, you know, it becomes, in practice, it becomes a total mess mm-hmm. because players will get injured more. Right, uh, simply, simply because they're put in those situations where 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 their literally their lives are at stake, mm-hmm. right at this point, um, and so and so another argument that I wanted to bring um, that I that I mentioned just now was that FIFA and UEFA are maybe as corrupt, even if not more corrupt than Super League, um, mm-hmm. for a number of reasons, and I wanted to. Um, um, I want to say that you know we we talk about Super League, but we never really uh, uh, so like focus on like what what we have right now and yeah, what we have right now and what leagues we have right now that are yeah. in place uh, and specifically Nations League or Conference League, mm-hmm. right? And we never. I think I think Super League is a good wake up call uh, for everybody for all three sides for the yeah. for the officials for the players and for the for the fans right S- yeah speaking of nations league I, I also want to talk about that cuz like nations league i feel like it's the same idea of super league like it when i watch it it's not that fun why because well one it doesn't have the history two it's like a little excessive you know the the thing that makes national games special is that it happens like once in a long time world cup once every four years. That's why the whole entire world is watching. 3.5 billion people watch the 2018 World Cup. Exactly. Exactly. And if you keep adding these competitions, this number will only just decrease because it, the game is not special anymore. The The only reason that a game is special is because it's rare. You know? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Supply, demand, you increase, but you increase the demand to the point where yeah, you have too too much supply. Oh, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You increase the supply to the point where not only it fulfills the demand, it overkills it. Yeah, exactly. Right? The demand drops. You know. Yeah. Will Will 320 million people be watching Champions League final or mm. Super League final? Right. If mm. we say the Ch- Super League is the new Champions League, right? Will they be watching? Will they be watching Super League final every year? No, mm. they will plummet. They will. The ratings will drop tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, because even if we look right now, right on average, six point five million people watch watch the 
uh, game of Nations League. You know how many people watched? Uh, oh, and sorry, and the record game was uh, seven point five million. That was the Germany versus Spain. Uh, you know how many people watched the um, the Croatia France game? One point one billion people. Yeah, that's like. Uh, and again, you might say, "Well, you know, that's not fair because you know we're comparing League of Nations and the World Cup, but the, they're the same. They're the same international competition." Exactly. Fine. Let's if you see Ger- Germany versus Spain and France versus Croatia, like just say it's in the same competition, right, you would probably pick Germany versus Spain. Oh, I, yeah, I would, but then definitely would. <laughs> yeah, but then you you look at the numbers; it's vastly there's a vast gap because because of that exact reason of that the nations league it kills these it makes it kills the fun out of the competition yeah you know? so it's like again we look at nations league right uh, on paper very exciting competition more people specifically 7.4 million people watch euro qualifiers it's not actually euros it's qualifiers for the euros yeah. Can you imagine that? More people watched qualifiers for, for a big competition that's actually exciting. Why? It happens every two years. Yeah. Right? And four years. Uh, well, sorry, this happens every four years. Yeah. Right? Even though it's specific to Europe. Like, in theory, League of, League of Nations, Nations League, should absolutely sweep the viewership, uh, viewership for, the, um, for Euros. Mm-hmm. In reality, it loses... Not not just the Euros, the Euro qualifiers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. S- same same teams playing, and well, yeah. actually, no, not the same teams playing. It is worst, it worst is. teams playing because worst, oh yeah, that's yeah. True. Because think about this, right? We don't have we don't have a lot of great teams from Latin America, for instance, playing in the Euros, mm-hmm. right? We don't have, we, and we don't have other teams, right? And the fixtures, in my yeah. opinion, this year for the Euros were a lot less exciting than they were for the. Um, for the for the Nations League, right, mm-hmm. right, we had like you know Russia, Russia, Slovenia, right, and <laughs> as a big fan of the Russian national team, obviously, you know, I watched that game, but I would imagine for the general public, it was less exciting than the Germany Spain game again, right, mm. but still, yeah, right, somehow you know the officials, right, fail. To realize that it's not it's not just about the exciting fixtures. Yeah, the quality is what matters. Quality over quantity. Y- you have too much, you know, people just pull away from it. Yeah. For for me, for me, I I'm, I I'll just bring up NBA for example. For just for me, like I don't watch NBA because it happens too often. You know, you have you, you play every single day, so I don't. I'm like, uh, what should I watch? Uh, Never mind. I was just not watch because it, it happens too often. And then, but and I mean, a lot of people disagree with with me. But that's just for me as a non, not that into basketball fan. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's also another thing is that what you what you said there happens too often. So it's like I think it's much more reasonable for on on average for for a fan to to just follow their favorite team, right? You know, if they're a dedicated fan, I would say, right, uh, to to me growing up, I didn't watch, I almost didn't watch Premier League. I watched every single Chelsea game, mm. right? Again, is this idea, which is not necessarily good or bad, but that's the, I think that's still the existing reality that, mm. again, what you were saying earlier, it's city versus city. It's still geographically based. There's this aspect of maybe even tribalism in, 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 in the game, mm. 
Um, but still, again, this is this is completely. It's like they almost didn't notice or chose to ignore it wrongfully. So I'm talking about the officials who, who mm. were trying to put Super League together, mm. right? Because again, it's like it's not it's not reasonable mm. to to um to say that we'll have all those great teams. Mm-hmm. A massive, massive following. We'll put them all together, mm-hmm. and people will watch them. No, people will only watch their team, mm-hmm. right? And that loses. Mm-hmm. I think that will lose in terms of views. And the same situation, very similar situation happened with Nations League, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and exactly. Euro qualifiers, right? Uh, or even if we say e- even like Copa America, mm-hmm. right? Uh, is that they you know the officials are trying to max out on two things quantity and quality mm-hmm. but they're failing to realize again mm-hmm. something that seems from the origin mm-hmm. the idea that you're a fan of one team mm-hmm. this idea that you know i'm i'm faithful to this team mm-hmm. and that in football a lot less people are just fans of the game in the sense that they they i i think mm, i think of it this way there are a lot less people mm-hmm. who follow football just for the sake of watching it than people who follow a specific team. Yeah. Right? In one league, right? Mm-hmm. So there are a lot less people in Premier League who who just watch every single game than people who are like Liverpool fans or West Ham fans or West Brom fans and watch every single West Brom game. And occasionally, you know, yeah. they'll, they'll watch. Occasionally, like they'll occasionally watch, like you know, a big game, like uh, you know, uh, Man like U the, against like, Man City. Yeah, yeah, like the exactly the Manchester derby, right? Or like the Merseyside derby. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, you know, like I I watch some like Premier League games, like for example, West Brom against like Newcastle, a game that like barely anyone would like no like not very dedicated soccer fans or, you know they wouldn't watch it but i i watched it the quality of the game is like still there you know these players are still very very good you know i feel like it's it's fifa no like the game fifa or like just you know just like all, all those things it makes those te- big teams seem like they're so much better no they're not I, the, the the lower teams they're still pretty good but then it's just like it's just like pulling away you know you you win you win a championship and then you know suddenly you gain so many followers and then you can have those money you buy a lot a lot of like star players you know this just builds on builds on and then these smaller teams they just they're just like buried in the sand sort of but then they still have the quality you know you look at Aston Villa this season I feel like they have some of the, in some aspects, some of the best players, you know, like Martinez, one of my favorite goalies right now. He's been oh, yeah. amazing this season. Oh, that guy's been exceptional for Arsenal and for Villa right now. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's ex- exceptional. And, you know, Jack Grealish, all these players, you know, they, they, they are, they still have the quality. And then, but then it's like you, you have, you throw the Super League out there. And then it's just like it just like drags the fans away from appreciating soccer games and those like yeah it, you know it, it uh, diffuses diffuses the talent as yeah, you exactly. said there are a lot of a lot of talented teams are it's not again it's not like we're looking mm-hmm. this is I think this is a horrible mentality to have um, mm-hmm. 
and I'm, I'm obviously being very biased as you can tell by the language but uh, i think it's a bad mentality to have that there are six good teams mm. and all of them are horrible no mm. there are there are six exceptional teams and it's not even about the big six right it's the six teams at the top of the table right now the top six the current mm. top six the, those are six exceptional teams this season specifically right maybe not overall maybe not in the last 10 years maybe not in the prem history but those six teams are exceptional this season but the next season but, you don't know well yeah that's another but another aspect is that mm. all the all the rest of the teams mm. it's not that they're bad they're very talented as well they're less talented than the top six or they're less successful right whatever that means yeah like there's a thing statistic brighton they had um they have their XG is like if they scored all their XG goals, like they would be fifth in the league. They're just unfortunate, you know. They just don't, they just don't didn't like bury those chances. They hit the post, hit the crossbar, things like that. I saw like, is it Mope or some someone else like hit hit the post like three times against Manchester United. You know, you, you have these teams. They are also good, but they're just unfortunate. So they're just like buried in the sand, and people don't really like watch it. But but it's like football you you have a lot of good players too you you know like for me playing in the in in our school team you know there are so many good players and you you cannot say like this player is better than him we should start him next next year like it's never certain because you see players developing all the time you see players dropping all the time you you, you know you, you, th- th- that's a game of football you you have players come and go and coming up and then every team you know yeah no there's so many again it's this idea that people oftentimes including myself obviously mm-hmm. fail to realize the complexity of the game mm-hmm. because again on the players level right mm-hmm. we can say well somebody's definitively definitively best on that position okay but then we go on the club's level mm-hmm. and there's so so many variables at stake mm-hmm. right you know, this striker will be too old to play next year. Oh, this guy got injured unexpectedly. Oh, no, blah, blah, blah. Okay, we'll play this formation. Again, mm. we think it's almost like Perez, I think, in particular, thinks of football as a, as a very simple game. Mm. You have 11 players who are, like, really good, really fast, blah, 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 whatever, and they just, it's a game of where, like, 11 on 11, and whoever scores the most goals and misses the least goals wins. Mm. It's true. But there's so, so much more lying underneath exactly. the surface. The runs, the right. Right. Like those those chances created, those big saves, those major interceptions. It's all buried on the scoreline. Like, I've seen people like just, like, looking at the scoreline, 0-0. Zero, zero. Oh, it's a boring match. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's an yeah. entertain. You have t- three nil games. That's boring as hell. Yeah. Like, y- y- you can have, like... Uh, a game that's like passing around knocking around in their own half like no one's pressing hard they're just like passing around and then they get three penalties like it's it's such a boring match like i would never watch that match and then you can have a match where it's like back and forth all those chances like 20 20 shots each you know like and then the goal the both goalkeepers are gotten on top of themselves like defenders too that's what football is you know you you have all these things it's like yes it's about goals but no it's not only about goals yeah it's about again it's about this idea um there's this idea in music 
called the entrance barrier, mm. uh, which is this idea that like pop music, for example, has the lowest entrance barrier, which is this idea that you listen to a pop song right once and you already like it. Uh, mm. Right. And there's the you know, classical music or jazz. Mm. You listen like the, I've, I'll, I'll give a personal example. The first time I listened to Beethoven, mm. I was like, uh, this is incredibly boring. Yeah, I'm same. not. Why is this 15 <laughs> minutes long? Why, you know, why doesn't it have any vocals yeah. in it? I don't understand, blah, blah, blah. But again, it's about cultivating the taste. And I think exactly. soccer, football is in many aspects about cultivating the taste. Yeah. Right? And it's like, it's again, it's yeah. being to appreciate those little details. Even in a 0 0 game, even in the game between, I don't know, teams who will be classified as not as good or like West Brom against. Um, Sheffield United. Sure, sure. But again, why do people watch it? Well, a lot of them watch it because they they were West Brom fans growing up. But again, it's also about cultivating the taste. Yeah, it's also about because again, um, yeah. Like I remember watching a Crystal Palace match and remember like learning a lot just by like watching that. Uh, It's Crystal Palace against who? Like um, Newcastle, or, or, or it's like bottom half of the table, and I I remember like learning so much just by watching that match. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's like it, when you actually start to like learn or like appreciate the match. Like the teams, the score lines uh, all don't matter. Like the yeah. the game or, of football. Or they matter is still less. Fun. Or they're not, not the not, only it's thing. It's not, not, not the only matter. thing, yeah. right? Exactly. Uh, in your in your sight. Exactly. Uh, because again, what happens when you watch those games? You become better at understanding the game. And it's yeah. like it's almost like learning for the sake of learning, mm-hmm. but no, it creates fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Because again, mm-hmm. it's about appreciation, not just by contrast. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, two things. Without the good teams, there wouldn't, there wouldn't be bad teams. And without the bad teams, there wouldn't be the good teams. Yeah. Right? And this idea that we're, we're appreciating City and we're appreciating... Liverpool because there there are teams there are teams who are worse than them right and teams who are at the at the at the bottom of the league, um, but um, it's also another idea. By forcing yourself maybe mm-hmm. to watch a game of West Brom between Crystal Palace or Newcastle, yeah, you become better at understanding. What, the this, game. what the game is about, understanding exactly. the nuances and details of the game. And then when you watch the Liverpool City game, you have so much more appreciation for the game. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Because the, you're not just looking, oh, Mane, Mane is running with the ball. Oh, my God, he's so incredibly fast. No, no, no. You're looking. You'll see a lot start, of other good players. Exactly. Because this is the essence of not just football. This is the essence of sports. Yeah. We have this thing in our brain called mirror neurons. Mm. And this is essentially the idea... Um, that or, or this is the explanation why we like sports in the first place mm. um because uh what those mirror neurons do they essentially simulate and we when we watch you know ronaldo score that bicycle kick mm. right in champions league right mm. uh we essentially assimilate reality and we think of ourselves we put some ourselves in ronaldo's shoes right when, Z, when zidane is standing on the sideline right after the goal sh- <laughs> shaking his yeah. head like oh my god this guy's on fire <laughs> we assimilate ourselves and, and we put ourselves in zidane's position We're like yeah bah, 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 bah. right it's um it's a, it's a great imaginary skill right exactly uh but well this is this is what 
this is what the increased understanding of the game cultivates as well, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, I'm being told that we are running out of time a little bit. Yeah. All right. So yes. So let's just come back to our topic of Super League. That was really helpful. Uh, thank you so much. You know, Super League ended on April twentieth. You know, when you know Manchester City backed out, when all those Premier League teams backed out, and then eventually Italy teams. And, um, you know, right now there's only, like, Barcelona and Real Madrid, like, remaining, but technically European Super League has already failed. So, you know, his, it, it proves itself that, you know, with fan reaction, everything, everyone was, like, disappointed and just wanted this to end as soon as possible. So... But yeah, it, it's like we talked about we talked a lot about this, talked about why we appreciate soccer, about the game of soccer and all those things. Super League is not a good idea to advance. I agree that there may be refinements that may need to be made, like as you have said, UEFA um is and FIFA, they might not be the best systems, you know. We can advance on that, but Bringing on a, a league with only the best teams—that's not football. That's not soccer. We, we change and unpredictability. That's what makes this game interesting. But yeah, um, it really sums it up. But thank you so much, Alex, for coming here. It's been a great time to have you. Sir, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure coming here. You know, um, baffling maybe a little bit, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Maybe getting emotional yeah. and abrupt at times, but <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. It was, it was great. It was, it was amazing. No, yeah. it was purely. I think it was purely talk between you know two two f- football fans for for, yeah, all the, exactly. for all the for all the fans listening and yeah for all the fans of the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been fun. It's been a t- tremendous pleasure. Yeah, Thank I'll you. definitely have you on sometime later. Although you you will be graduating soon, I'm sad, but um. You'll, you'll, you know, we can always like call and like bring you in into a podcast oh, or something to, like that. To. Yeah. But, um, to listeners, thank you so much for listening if you are still on. And this is the Soccer Radio Show. I'll see you next time. Bye.